0: Hello and welcome back. This is the second part of the Paul Boy podcast, previewing the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. Uh, On the first part, we looked at the freestyle backstroke and breaststroke events. So that leaves us with butterfly medley and the relay to talk about today. And we're going to start with the butterfly and to talk about that with me, I've got, of course, uh, Katie Wilde and Bob. So welcome back to you. Um, Hello. Starting with the fly then, and we'll start with the guys. Uh, If we look at the 50s, it's that man, Ben Proud, that you're quite keen on. Uh, Bob, he's up there in second place. I think he could be there or thereabouts for the... Well, he's certainly on the, the hunt for a medal and maybe there or thereabouts for the gold.
1: Yeah, I think he's in there for a medal. Uh, We'll see what kind of form and shape Roland Schoeman's in. Fastest in the Commonwealth this year by fair or whack, actually. Look at it, 23.07 compared to Ben's 23.42. But the thing is, uh, Schoeman's been around a long time, not improving much these days. His his times are solid, but not massive improvements anymore. Whereas Ben, obviously, every time he goes in, is capable of making a big improvement, and I think he'll do that in Glasgow. Whether he, he can bridge the gap of... A third of a second. Yeah, I think he possibly can and uh, there'll be Chandler Clough in there as well and Nathaniel Romeo from Aus- Australia, but uh, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised we don't see a 50 um, double from Ben Proud, 50 free and 50 fly.
0: Well, his British record is 23-1-0 so if he breaks that, he's going to be right in with a shout um, and we've already seen him break the, the the record in the 50 freestyle, so he's obviously got some speed in him and if he can take that to Glasgow who knows, Uh we're moving across to the ladies and it's uh, Fran Household leading the way, actually, in the uh, ladies for the fly. She's a pretty decent 50 fly swimmer. So we'll uh, be interested to see what she does in that one, not her main event. Katie?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think 50 fly is one that she really enjoys and obviously is incredibly good at. Um, I suppose, as we've highlighted already in the 50s, the problem is that they're just so close and there's so many people within such a, a tiny a fraction of a second of each other so it, it could go any direction but as we've said fran's a great racer and she's really got the will to win and i think she's going to come out on top on that one
0: well she's the only uh, commonwealth swimmer under 26 seconds this year so uh, she has that uh, string to her bow but just behind her uh, ariana, ariana Vanderpool wallace of the bahamas again who we spoke about in the 53 or i did at least so uh she's a another shot for a medal there for the bahamas so it could be interesting to watch her um Fran's also got a swim in the 100 fly, but she didn't get it all her own way at trials. Uh, She's the fastest English swimmer this year, but she actually came third in the trials meet behind uh, Rachel Kelly and Siobhan Marie O'Connor. So uh, how do you think that one could play out in a domestic sense, uh, Katie?
2: Um, It's difficult to tell. I mean, we've got a few swimmers in there who are going to be pretty busy. Um, I think Gemma Lowe's in with an advantage in that she'll just be concentrating on the fly events, Whereas Fran's got her freestyle, possibly a bit of backstroke and the fly, and uh, siobhan has got all kinds of things: medleys, freestyles, relays. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see, uh, for a start, who actually swims the hundred fly, and um, and and who comes out on top. I think we shouldn't forget Rachel Kelly, who's the one who came out on top at trials, and uh, you know has shown that she can hold it together in a pressured situation. So um, I think in terms of The English swimmers, it's a really tough one to call. Um, Probably out of those three, I'd say Siobhan's in the best form, but then Fran's got the uh, experience behind her and we know what a great racer she is. Um, But also Gemma Lowe is swimming so well this year and I think she'll be probably right up there for Wales.
0: Well, those those four are ranked a little way down in the Commonwealth this year, 6th to 9th. Uh, the, the leading swimmer in the Commonwealth is Catherine Savard of Canada. And she's probably the, the only Canadian that, that who's actually leading the way and one of their best medal hopes. So uh, there'll be a lot of pressure on her, I think. And then a few Australians, including uh, Ellen Gandy in there as well. Uh, so it's going to be a tough race, I think, for, for the, the Home Nation girls. But um, they're certainly in with a shout because it's all very compressed at the top of those rankings but if we if we flip over to the equivalent men's event and it's it's all about one man bob you think?
1: Yeah, Karsy Chandelier being beaten in that. he's only just marginally quicker this year than Chris Wright, but uh, we know what he's capable of on the big score on the big scene and the big event. And uh, I think Chandelier will will win that. We'll see how comfortably he's. He's not. He's not been doing lightning quick times this year by his standards, uh, but I think he might be keeping his powder dry for this event. So uh, Leclerc, to me, another one of the virtually nailed on. Uh, interesting thing is to see who comes second and third. Can we get any? brits uh, uh english or scottish or um or welsh in the mix for third place james guy i don't know because i still don't really know whether james guy considers himself a butterfly swimmer or not he basically did it for a bit of fun in glasgow uh, knocked out of fifty-two fifty-five. um i don't know maybe adam barrett's the man is going to step up to the plate for, for england on that one we'll have to wait and see
0: well, again, like, rather like the ladies, it's all very compressed at the top of those rankings. There's only half a second between uh, between Adam in eighth and and Chad in first. So, it, it, taking what you say about Chad being the favourite, it's uh, it's very tight to call on on that uh, event. Unlike the two hundred, where uh, Mr. Leclerc has got quite a sizeable advantage over the rest of the field. One fifty four fifty six this year. He's world number one. Uh, you can't really look past him, Katie.
2: No, I think it's going to be all about Chad Leclerc and the two hundred fly, and um, I just it's it just doesn't look it, like it, there's going to be anyone who can touch him. Um, we've got our boys um, Roberto Pavoni and Joe Roebuck a little bit further down the rankings in fifth and sixth, um, but they've got a long a big drop to make if they're going to be in amongst the medals. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a mainly South African and Australian event, that one. But you never know. Um, again, as we said, the power of the home crowd can do great things.
1: Yeah, don't discount Robbie. I think Robbie can improve by quite a bit. And whether he can improve enough to get a silver is questionable. But I can see him being in the mix for the bronze. And um, again, you know, we still don't quite know how much impact, how much advantage being in front of a home crowd will have and uh, Robbie tends to react quite well in front of a home crowd and that would be the kind of occasion the kind of race where he could just do that
0: Well I think it's going to be uh, a swim getting very close to the British record that if people want to beat him and I, I honestly can't see that but certainly the uh, the other medals are, are within reach if they can cut some time so uh, that would be good for them and it will be interesting to see Chad if he's still got his goggles around his neck on the podium I think he probably mm-hmm. still does that so uh, that will be Dad uh, coming over. A bit of fun well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Uh add a bit of My boy, my spice great boy,
1: boy, my lovely boy.
0: <laughs> and so on, indeed. Uh equivalent ladies event. Uh it's well, it's Australia and, and Canada leading the way there. We've got Maddie Groves, who's uh, broken two oh seven this year, fourth in the world, number one in the Commonwealth. Uh Ellen Gandhi again, uh the one that got away if you like. She's representing Australia and she's the second ranked yeah, and then Catherine Savard again. Must be happy with that, as you know. Indeed, but in uh, in fourth, Amy Wilmot, uh, who had a fantastic swim at trials, and who knows what she could do in this event? Well, to find out exactly that, we uh, spoke to her a few days ago, and we started by asking how her preparation's been going this year.
3: Um, everything's been going really well at the moment. Um, sort of the last couple of weeks, I've been training hard in the pool, and obviously I've had the Mayor nostrum sort of in between that, but things are sort of... Um, just easing down towards the commonwealth and things should be looking pretty good
0: you mentioned the main nostrum and obviously you went over and swam uh, a couple of those we know everyone's been doing a bit of extra racing this year have you found that's been helpful
3: yeah i have actually i haven't really raced international until kind of this year as often as i have um so i think it's been quite good to sort of get away and race against some of the top competitors rather than just racing at say regionals where i don't really have any competition so i've found that really beneficial to me um just to get away and race sort of people my own age rather than just just kids at sort of the regions
0: we've well, obviously you swam pretty well all year really um we're coming into the the last sort of knockings of your preparation before you go to glasgow what what are your aspirations for glasgow what are you hoping to achieve
3: i'm i'm hoping to bring back um a few medals i've kind of got my sights set on a few things of what i'd like to achieve and kind of targets that i've not really told anybody sort of not even my coach really what i'd like to come away with so i think deep down i'll i know what i'll be happy with but i'm always trying to push for that little bit more and see if i can come away with rather than just a medal that that gold medal
1: Amy, can we talk about a very different dynamic for you with the Commonwealth Games? Because normally you'd be racing on the same team as Hannah Miley. Wherever you'd be competing for Great Britain around the world, you'd be on the same team and getting the same kind of support. Now, obviously, now you will be rivals and you'll be up against her in her backyard, so to speak. How do you feel about that, how that's going to shape up?
3: Um, it's going to be quite different, I guess, because obviously we won't be sort of on the holding camp together as we kind of normally would and training sort of together rather than apart. So it'll be quite different, even though we're from sort of a different country, as to say, for the Commonwealth Games. I think we are we both obviously want each other to swim well, um, but it's kind of obviously there's a lot more competition being against each other now rather than on the same team. So it's kind of, even though we swam against each other in India, there was kind of a, a huge gap between me and Hannah and it wasn't sort of the competition and the rivalry that we have now. And I think that being said that, even though I'm obviously one of going to try and beat Hannah, obviously wouldn't wish her to do, have a bad swim or anything like that. So it's kind of, it's a little bit difficult to sort of judge on we're competitors, but we're obviously kind of teammates at the same time. So it's kind of working from that angle rather than thinking, oh, well, I'm not really bothered how Hannah does, because at the end of the day, we're sort of teammates when we come together as GB.
1: And when it comes to the 400 IM at the moment, it's basically you two out in front. There's nobody else in the Commonwealth even close to you. And the distance between you and Hannah is less than half a second.
3: Yeah, it's kind of a lot closer now than it sort of ever has been before. Obviously, I've dropped um, quite a bit of time off my PBs this year and I've already swam sort of five seconds quicker than I swam at the Worlds last year without sort of hitting my target meet at the end of the year. So I'm quite excited to see how things go time-wise for me as well as sort of coming away with medals and really trying to make that step down to always constantly be doing sort of 433s, 434s or quicker rather than being at the top end of the 430s and sort of always outside the medals and always outside the finals. I think this year for me is kind of a big step for me to get close to the medals and sort of keep my name in the field rather than always just be missing out.
1: So which area have you been working on with the IM? Because everybody says there's always a bit that's not quite working not clicking quite right. Which Is there any area that's caused you concern this year?
3: Um, I think progressively over the last couple of years with Lisa obviously my coach I've been working on sort of a lot of different things just trying to make my butterfly that little bit easier and I think I've really honed in on my breaststroke technique and that's sort of where I've dropped a couple of seconds just on that 100 that I'm sort of not as tired for the last 100 in the freestyle so it's kind of over the last couple of years I've obviously got a lot stronger as well as I've started stepping up the gym work and I think now it's finally just popping into place and the times are starting to come down.
2: Back in Delhi you were one of the younger members of the team and one of the newer names and now you're really flying the flag and you know one of the names that everyone's talking about as a real gold medal prospect. Um, How does
3: that make you feel? Do you feel pressure or are you excited about it? Um, There's not really much pressure for me I don't think. I haven't really thought of the pressure around what everybody else is expecting me to do or kind of anything like that. I've just been kind of setting my own sights and setting my own targets and just working towards them all year rather than the pressure from everybody else. And I think it will be a lot different, obviously, from Delhi four years ago, as I was only 17 and I was one of the youngest people on the squad. So it'll be quite nice to sort of have a Commonwealth Games from a different angle. And I've had the experience before of a Games and just enjoy it and really concentrate on the racing rather than just trying to enjoy the whole atmosphere and sort of take it for what it is.
1: Amy you've done a home games obviously with the Olympics does that help you in terms of preparation for Glasgow?
3: I think it has a little bit um obviously it being in Glasgow it's not in my home nation but it's fair enough it's pretty much as close to home as you're going to get um and I think that doing London and having raced under such huge pressure there it's kind of taken a huge load off me um and I'm not really worried about the pressure that comes with a home games or or anything like that so I'm more excited to race with the crowd there that wants me to do well rather than feeling the pressure of that crowd.
0: Well obviously the 400 IM must be your your primary focus but um, you're swimming some other events as well and uh, at the trials you made a a massive step forward on your 200 fly. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah that was kind of a, a shock for me. I knew that I could PB and I was hoping to dip under the 210 mark and I just kind of I had sort of a target in sight and it was to dip under 210 and then after the heat I thought the only way that I'm going to have a chance of winning this is if I go out quick because looking at the other girls in the race they were sort of Rachel Kelly's sprinter and I was thinking if I get left behind there's no way in a 200 fly that I'm going to be able to pull something out of the bag on sort of the third 50 so I kind of thought well if I just go for it from the beginning I'm a lot stronger than the other girls at the back end so hopefully I can hold on and um Luckily, I didn't end up being too slow down the last length. But, yeah, it was, it was a huge shock for me to see the time rather than anything else. Kind of the way I swam it was how I wanted to, but the 207 was, was not really in the car. I didn't think I had sort of that in me.
1: It's funny in a five-day meet. When you come away from it, when you're a commentator or a reporter or whatever, you remember certain things about it, and you remember certain races or certain parts of races. And what keeps coming back to me, you talking about it there, is your last fifty in that because you were speedy Gonzales. I think I think I might say you were on rocket fuel or something that day because <laughs> your your last fifty was absolutely sensational. Now, imagine when you did the splits with your coach or when you were looking at it from heats. that's not quite how you envisaged it when it came to the final.
3: No, it was kind of... I know that I have a really strong back end from the amount of work that I do and the volume in training, so it was always a case of getting in the race and then holding on rather than starting the race and thinking, oh, now I have to catch up. So it was It was a shock for me to think, after 100 metres, I thought, hang on, am I in front? I couldn't really tell. So it was more of a case of, oh, just keep going and not really worrying about anybody else at that point. And then just sort of the last length, I was thinking, right, now you've just got to bring everything you've got and just bring the legs in. And I think that because I was kind of in a bit of clear water and I wasn't worrying about anybody else, I sort of just got my head down and just thought, right, I've got one length left, let's just head for the wall. Um, and then obviously when I saw the time, I was, I was completely shocked and watched the race back and I was like, where on earth did that last length come from? But I think it was just because I was enjoying it and it was one of the races that I really wanted to get stuck into and sort of do a good time rather than just think, oh, that was a good swim. I really wanted to make that sort of a special swim.
0: Well, you actually... You actually- heading into the meet third ranked in the Commonwealth so are you taking it a bit more seriously now or is it still a bit of fun
3: I think I'm going to kind of have to take it a bit more seriously now um I've been working on my butterfly obviously for the 400 I so I think the two races kind of go hand in hand so it seems daft to not really work on on both of them when I'm kind of doing similar work for both so I think at the at the Commonwealth Games I'm just gonna not put a lot of pressure on myself because that's kind of the first time I'll have swam 200 fly at a long course international so it'll be more for me just getting in and sort of not worrying about the other girls and how they swim because I don't really have a clue how the rest of the girls sort of in the Commonwealth race the 200 fly and just concentrating on myself and seeing if I can knock my PB down rather than if I can beat and touch out some other people
1: And what about the adaptations you have to make when you're doing the 200 IM? Because, I mean, I know Hannah's had a few problems with that because everybody assumes and has always thought of her as a 400, but she still cracks on with the 200. Do you find that adaptation bringing it down to 200 quite easy or what are the problems if you don't?
3: Um, I actually find that quite hard to sort of swim when I'm not really rested, um, the 200 IM, because it's kind of if you haven't got that twitch, it's really hard to get down the first length. Obviously, when you watch Siobhan race, she's gone like a rocket and there's no chance that anyone can kind of catch her. Whereas I don't have that speed, which is useful for the 200 because I don't train for that. So it's more for me, when I do the 200, it's kind of thinking, well, if I just try and increase my rate on everything and get down the first cent and get some momentum, then hopefully the rest of the race will go well. So sometimes I really struggle with the 200, but this year I've kind of managed to drop a little chunk off my time and I have had a few 210 swims, so it's quite good for me to sort of get in and, and swim the 200 as for the speed of the 400, sort of that second length and getting down the first length as, as quick as I can on the 400 I am.
0: Well, those are your, those are your three swims in Glasgow. I just want to, to touch quickly before we let you go on um, what's happening afterwards because obviously once once the summer's over, you're moving down from uh, Middlesbrough to train in London with, with Lisa Bates. Uh, you must be really looking forward to that.
3: Yeah, I am. I'm really excited now. It's kind of when Lisa sort of uh, approached the subject and, and told me I was sort of shocked and I didn't really have a clue what to, to say and how to react. But letting everything sink in, even just after a couple of days, I, it seemed daft. I couldn't really pass up the opportunity to train in the greatest pool in, in Britain. So to have my home coach there that I've I've had for the last couple of years and seen success with, it's quite a nice adventure for both of us to move somewhere else and start a senior programme rather than the junior programme that I've been training in here. So I'm really excited to sort of move down after the Commonwealth and start next season as of September at the Olympic pool.
1: I know you're very close to your mum and dad. How do they feel about you moving down?
3: They kind of all along just said to me, do what I think's right. And I think after the shock of, of the move and sort of, the realisation that it would be a brilliant move for me and it would be daft to stay here and miss such an opportunity. They were obviously as supportive as ever and we've been shopping for things for my apartment over the last couple of weeks so <laughs> everything's kind of fallen into place and I'm more of enjoying it rather than getting stressed out and I know my mum and dad will miss me and obviously I'll miss them having never moved away from home but it's an opportunity that, that I can't really afford to say no to and They'll have to just come down and visit and enjoy living in, in London.
1: <laughs> How many swimming chats do you have with your dad with the experience that he had as a swimmer?
3: Um we don't talk too much about swimming. Um obviously if if my dad comes to watch and he thinks, oh, maybe you could try this in training. Um and I think, oh yeah, sometimes if he if I think he said something useful, then I'll take that on board. But it's not a case of what he says goes. He's more there for the advice and the guidance sort of around the pool and the training and getting resting um, and he can tell when I'm genuinely tired or when I'm just being a bit of a wimp so <laughs> it's quite nice that um, that he is there to sort of recognize when I'm tired from training rather than say come on get a move on with this he kind of understands so it's quite nice having that at home um, without the stress of being nagged all the time to do little things when when my parents really understand how I'm sort of feeling.
0: Well, obviously, that's all, all to come, with the move to London and so on and so forth. Glasgow, the main focus now. Amy, thanks for talking to us and all the best with the rest of your preparation. Thank you. So that was Amy Wilmot, who's having uh, I mean, a whale of a year, really, in terms of her swimming. Uh, who knows what she'll do in the 200 fly, but of course, her her main event will be the medleys. Uh, and I think we should talk about the 400 medley first, if we can, um, when we're talking about uh, the um, Amy Wilmot because she's got a hell of a battle coming up with Hannah Miley in that event it's going to be one of the highlights of the games I would have thought Katie
2: yeah that's one of the events I'm really looking forward to seeing um I think the crowd will be fairly deafening on this one in favor of Hannah um who's ranked number one in the Commonwealth this year but um I just think it's going to be so close these two girls Amy and Hannah are a mile ahead of any of the other competition within the Commonwealth so it, I just I'm really interested to see which way it comes out I would. Um, while Amy's really on the up and has improved so much this year Hannah is by no means getting any slower and she's so consistent she's such a fighter Um, I really couldn't couldn't predict which way this one's going to go
0: Well there's only 0.4 of a second between them this year Um, Amy set her PB in, in in uh, one of the, the meets she swum around Europe this year, 4.33.6. And Hannah's 2014 best is 4.33.25. But even when you look at Hannah's best time ever in textile from 2012, it's only a 4.32.6. So there's such a, a small margin between them. And, and when you look at the individual splits on e- each part of the race as well, there's such a small uh, difference between them as well. So it really could go any way. Uh, where's your money on this one, Bob?
1: Interesting, we had no measure of where they were head-to-head in Glasgow earlier this year, did we? That was the kind of race I was really looking forward to, and Hannah didn't do it. Um, I'm going to upset the Scots, I'm going to upset Patrick, because I think Amy Wilmot can win that.
0: I agree, and I think she's probably one of England's best, if not England's best chance of of winning a gold medal in Glasgow. So uh, I, I really think she could do it. Um, they raced head to head at the Barcelona Mare Nostrum and Hannah got the nudge there and that actually pushed her to her best time this year so I think they bring the best out of each other and it'll be really interesting to see how that one goes uh, could go either way but uh, like you Bob I think Amy maybe just has the edge um, on the men's side uh, we heard from Tom Haffield yesterday he'll be swimming that for Wales he's probably got a little bit of work to do um, if he wants to get near the podium but I'd expect to see him in the final he's, he's had a nightmare every year in terms of time, um, but I think he'll be there or thereabouts for the final. But the people, I'm not sure about that. Really not.
2: I think it's quite difficult to tell with a lot of the Welsh swimmers who are pre-selected Indeed. about exactly where they are this this year because they haven't had to taper for a, a trials meet. So it is quite difficult to get a grip on exactly where everyone is. But it would be good to see Tom in that final. No,
1: I want to see be his 14th in the Commonwealth this year um and that's going to mean to get in the top eight he has improved by four seconds well,
0: well i think he can do that his best time last year was a 416 and that should be enough to uh, to get him into that final but uh as you say he's got some time to drop and if his taper goes well and all that sort of thing hopefully he can do that but uh if we're looking back up towards the top of the rankings and uh leading the way as far as the home nations go it's uh roberto pavoni four twelve two at the uh trials this year an english record uh how do you think he's going to get on, Bob?
1: Yeah, pretty good. I mean, we, we talked about uh, the, the 200 fly, uh, where I think he'll, he'll be in the mix. Um, far more comfortable with the 400 IM. You mentioned good time, 412. I think he's got his eyes on Tom Hatfields British record, which is, what, 411 high. I think that will go in Glasgow. Uh, whether he can bridge the gap between uh, Thomas Fraser Holmes and his time, uh, which is about a second-and-a-half difference. Not sure about that. I'm not sure that Robbie can get down to the 410s but you know certainly a 411 low is w- well within his compass but
0: but lurking in the background at, at third and we don't know if he'll swim it or not yet because he's bound to have a huge program is that man chadler Clow again uh do you think we'll see him in the 400 im casey he's the defending champion after all
2: i think it's one of those events where he's really going to have to pick and choose because you know there's so much that he could he could do but to give himself the best chance of producing some really spectacular times in his main events, like the two hundred fly, the hundred fly, the two hundred free—I mean, there's so many of them. Um, I think it maybe it's going to be one of those ones where he just decides how he feels coming into it. But if he if he's there and he's competing, then I would be surprised to see him out of the medals in any event that he turns his hand to, really.
1: Here's a little side issue for you, Dan Wallace, um, who's obviously going to be swimming for Scotland, but hasn't had a club for what two months now, three months. Well, he certainly
0: had a, a difficult year. He had a great uh, NC two A season, and then obviously problems out of the pool meant he wasn't able to train at Florida University for a bit, and he's been, uh, uh, yes, having having trouble. Uh, let's leave it at that. Um, but I think he's got more to give than four sixteen that he swam at. Um, at the Scottish Nationals tells us really he was 413-ish last year if memory serves so I think he'll be uh, with a home crowd behind him with decent taper uh, I think he'll be uh, he'll be one to watch certainly he's to come up the rankings from seventh where he is now and challenge for the podium
2: yeah I agree like he had such a, a great short course season so you know he's obviously in in good form um, and I think you know he's in with a shot now he's got his place on the team and I'm sure none of the Scottish swimmers are going to be giving anything less than a hundred percent at our home games.
0: And just as an aside, this, uh, this event, one where we're probably least likely to see more than one Australian on the podium because, uh, Fraser Holmes is number one in the Commonwealth, but the next ranked Australian is quite a long way down. So, uh, it'd be a, a chance for some other nations to get their flags flying in that event. So we'll look forward and hope to see a few home nation ones up there, uh, on the flagpole, jump down a distance to the 200 IM, uh, if we start with the ladies, and this is another event that's stacked with some quality, numbers one and two in the world this year, Alicia Coots and Siobhan Marie O'Connor, uh, number one and two in the Cornwall as well, of course, and that's shaping up to be a, a great race. Uh, how do you see that one going down, Katie?
2: Um, I think well, we haven't really talked about Alicia Coots that much, which is, I think, always a mistake because she is constantly surprising. And, uh, you know, she's such a, a world strength in freestyle, medley, fly anything really um, although I think Siobhan's swimming brilliantly I think Coots has probably got the edge on the 200 IM um, as you say ranked number one in the world and by quite a long way um, I think that'll be a really really exciting race um also got Amy Wilmot in third um so far and Sophie Allen although it looks like she's been struggling slightly towards the back end of this year um there's just so many opportunities for for medals from the home nations So um, I think that will really be one to watch.
1: I think Siobhan can do it. I really do. I think, again, Siobhan with the home crowd behind her, um, she's got a bit of ground to make up on Alicia Coutts, but I honestly think that home crowd factor will work very well well for Siobhan she doesn't get phased she went fantastically well in front of a huge crowd in Shanghai the first international major international event and I think Commonwealth Games will suit her down to the ground I can see her doing something quite special in that race
0: well I think the British record 209.46 from Hannah Miley is, uh, is certainly under threat there um and if you looked at the splits from the, the two times that they've got for the one and two in the world, there's very little to choose between them at the 150 mark. Uh, and it all came down to how strong Coots was at the end. So I can well see a situation where they turn together at, at the three quarter and it comes down to a to a straight race down the, the last 50, which could work you know, could work for or against Siobhan, I suppose, because Alicia is such a, a strong swimmer at the end. But it's certainly going to pull her to a very fast time. Um it's a very interesting one to see what happens there. I think Sophie Allen was uh, ill at trials I think. I saw on Twitter that she had her tonsils out just after that meet. So hopefully that will have sorted her out we'll see her a bit closer to her best. Um a sort of form that put her into that world final last year and then she'll certainly be up there challenging for those podium spots as well. Uh the men's side it's it's the same sort of characters as we talked about in the 400 really. You've got uh, Thomas Fraser Holmes is second but Daniel Trant of Australia is is just ahead of him in the rankings. And that man, LeClo at third, lurking again. Who knows what he could do in that one? Um,
1: yeah, again, I think has actually been pushing himself for big times of shit because he knows he's the best in South Africa for their trials. There was no real problem with him winning that. So I, I honestly don't think he's really been busting a gut. I think he'll go considerably quicker than 157.9. Well,
0: that would, uh, would not be a surprise if he, he took that event. Interesting to see if Roberto Pavoni can do the do the business though. He's he's certainly improved his 200 IM. I think he's still more uh, more suited to the 400 with the work he's doing. But um, he could drop his time a little bit and, and be in with a shout for a, a podium spot. Perhaps uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, last thing to talk about then is the relays, and it's difficult really when you're looking at the relays for this beat to look beyond Australia taking all six. Katie, do you think that's a fair assessment?
2: Yeah, I think so. If you just look at the depth that the Australian team have got in so many of these events, um, the, both the men and women sprint freestyle and the 200s, and then, you know, they're never far from the top in the individuals of each 100. So it's it's hard to see it going any other way. So it would be a really great triumph if any of our, our teams were able to upset them. But in all honesty, I can't really see it happening this time.
1: Do Doing nothing in 2006 where they didn't win a race until the very last event.
0: Well, the men certainly didn't. today and, uh, and they had those some fantastic relays in in that um, that meet. Certainly, the four by two was the highlight. Uh, I kind of think that that they're too strong this time. I think I think Britain's relay swimmers are spread out too much amongst the home nations to be able to generate a, a credible challenge in most of the events. But we all know that anything can happen in relays. People can jump. Uh, you know, things go wrong in the morning when you've got second string swimmers in think you can qualify easily although that's possibly less of an issue in a Commonwealth meet um, so never say never but it, it's difficult to look really beyond an Australian clean sweep as far as as far as far I can see looking at it and on that basis I think the most interesting relay could be the Australian women's 4x100 freestyle because they have got four very fast ladies and I know that's one that you're interested in Katie
2: Yeah, their their 4x100 team is absolutely unbelievable and I would be really surprised if they don't break the world record there. It looks like they could practically do it from standing without any takeovers with the Campbell sisters, Emma McKeon and Melanie Schlanger who was on that uh, gold medal winning team in London and uh, I think she's probably in better form already now than she was at their trials so yeah, I'd be amazed if that world record doesn't go so it'll be a race against the clock really.
1: And then the Dutch get it back at the Europeans.
2: No. <laughs> well, I, don't think, I don't think the Dutch are as good as the Australians this year.
0: Well, and, and Crawley Jojo has hung, hung up her goggles for the season as well, hasn't she? So that's, that's a big part of that Dutch relay gone
4: uh, yeah, anyway.
0: True. But uh, certainly that would be fantastic for the meet to get a, to get a record um, out of that team. But uh, we'll see. Maybe they Maybe being out in front like that won't suit them or or maybe they'll find themselves in a race anyway and that will surprise them and they'll get tense, but Well we, might see a, I we
1: I think we might see a world record in the men's two hundred breaststroke. Yeah, there's a
0: outside uh, chance for you.
2: I agree. There's a good chance of that.
0: Well, those of you who've been paying attention will notice that we've had uh, two Welsh swimmers on the podcast so far and we've had one English swimmer, but we haven't had anyone from the Scottish team. Now, as the Games are in Scotland, we couldn't possibly let that happen. So uh, a bit earlier, I spoke to Lewis Smith, who's at the Scottish team holding camp in Aberdeen. Uh, and I asked him how the atmosphere was in that team as they wait for the Games.
4: Uh, well, I guess the excitement's building with only a week to go here. I mean, I got up on Sunday, but a few of the other guys have been up a bit longer than, than me. But the whole team got together on Tuesday, officially, and now we're really going into the swing of things and everyone's positive. We we had their little team meeting thing after dinner tonight and everyone got together and shared some of their opinions on how they're feeling about the games and what it means to them to be part of Team Scotland. So there's a real good atmosphere going around. and, and It's a big team we've got this time around with... Like over 40 summers so um, it's even though we do have a big team it's it's quite exciting because everyone in Scotland sort of knows each other quite well even though the team's big it feels that we're all quite close so it's um, you know, an exciting time
0: This is your, your second Commonwealth Games uh, it, it can't be better than having one you know, in Scotland
4: Yeah well I think as you speak to any Scottish person we're all pretty proud people and we're all proud of our country and what our country means to us is is, uh, is significant. So to have the games in Scotland and uh being a Scottish person, it's um you know, again, it's just really exciting and uh I think that'll show in some of our performances and it'll show in the support that the crowd gives and also the support our team will have for everybody. Um I mean Delhi was was good being part of Team Scotland, but being part of Team Scotland in Scotland I think will be another level.
0: Well, well, I think we saw uh, at the Jewel in the Pool before Christmas, what the Scottish crowd would be like when the likes of, of Michael Jameson and Hannah Miley, people like that, are on the, uh, on yeah.
4: the pool
0: deck. So I think it, it could be quite an amazing atmosphere in Toll Cross.
4: I know. Well, I mean, I didn't... Obviously, I to the summer, um, the Jewel in the Pool, but I managed to, to get along on this, uh, this Saturday afternoon session. And uh, I mean, i just never experienced a swim meet like it. I mean, I've been to a number of international competitions, but the noise in that venue and just... I think a lot of it was created from the team atmosphere, and if we can get that going in Glasgow for the rest of the team, um, it's going to be amazing. I I told a couple of stories to a few people, which are when I was sat in the crowd and I was amongst a few swimming friends, and I happened to be sitting next to a a woman who clearly wasn't really a swimming person, had probably not been to a swimming meet before, and at the start of the competition, she was just sort of sat there clapping a little bit not that exciting but as the tension built and it was getting closer and closer and it came down to that last really she was up on her feet you know jumping around like grabbing her husband and it was just like how it all built up that session it was just so exciting and if we can get that happening a little bit in Glasgow for the games for some of our events you know it's really going to help the Scottish athletes they're going to thrive on that.
0: Well, the organisers have helped a bit because obviously you've got Hannah and Michael both swimming on day one, and you, you yeah. you'd expect them to uh, to get medals and, and <clears throat> quite quite possibly two golds, which which could set you off on on a great sort of path for the rest of the meet.
4: Yeah, I think I think they uh, well they must have done that on purpose. I'm I'm guessing it's it's a big opportunity for us to real kickstart the team, and clearly they're two of our most experienced athletes, and um, in many ways they're the leaders on the team so um, we obviously do have a number of rookies and a number of people who are less experienced so having them step up on that first night and if they can deliver a couple of golds I think that's invaluable for the sort of, for the rest of the meet and allowing those younger people to see what they've done and take that forward into their own swims it's, you know, it's a speculation right now but if that can happen it's, it will be a great help for us
0: Well you're a Straight after them on on day two, 400 lamb day two, 200 fly then on day three. What are your own aspirations coming into this meet?
4: Well, for me, it's. I want want to go there and win a medal. That's really what. For me, that's what swimming's all about going to an international competition and competing for the medals. Clearly, it's not just a a case of turning up to win a medal, but I've done a lot of hard work uh, and. You know, I've got a lot of experience with swimming four hundred medleys in particular and you know, if I can get into that final I feel like I've got a good chance of winning a medal. I, I also know that the time I did at the trials is not going to be enough, so I realise I have to improve, but I mean, for me it's not about just turning up and being satisfied with you know, making a final. I want to try and grab some hardware, you know.
0: Well, you mentioned that time you did the trials. That's pretty close, by my reckoning, to, to your best time in textiles. So you must be happy yeah. that you're heading in
4: the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm, I'm confident that I'll, I'll, I will swim well. Uh, so, I mean, the performances over the last 18 months have been better than they were previously once, you know, the whole suit thing disappeared. Uh, we did make quite a bit of changes to what we were doing in training, like a, a completely different uh, outlook and approach to training in general so and that's really helped me sort of extend my career a little bit longer after after kind of not qualifying for the London Games and it's given me for that little extra boost and a little bit more I enjoy enjoy swimming a lot more just the change in training and the change in approach we've taken over the last couple of years and I think without that um, I probably wouldn't be swimming quite as well as I have been in the last season or so.
0: Well, obviously you want to win a medal, but someone else who will want to win a medal is your teammate, Dan Wallace. Uh, of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, how's it swimming again with him? He's obviously back up there with you at camp. Uh, how, how are things, you know, between the two of you? Is there a healthy rivalry? Is it respect? You know, what's it like?
4: Yeah, I mean, of course. We do. We swim like we. Well, to sure, when I used before I moved to Stirling for university, we were at the same club, so. And I'm still a life member of the Baths, and he still sings for so, um Years ago, I was obviously older than him and quite far ahead of him, and he's progressed incredibly well. He's obviously training in a great program out in Florida. Um, and I thrive on the younger people. A lot of people who are a little bit older don't really like when the younger athletes come through or feel a bit intimidated, but for me, that's what swimming's all about, uh, challenging yourself against you know, new rivals, new people. The younger ones are always the ones that are raising the standards. and you know They come through, they move swimming on a little bit and people gather at their level and that's how swimming progresses. So I welcome it. and yeah, We've got a great rivalry and you know, hopefully it'll continue into the games.
0: Well, Lewis, I hope your final preparation goes well. Enjoy the rest of your training camp and uh, all the best for
4: Glasgow. Great, thank you very much. Okay,
0: we're going to wrap up now. Uh, Just quickly, what what are you most looking forward to seeing in this meet, Bob?
4: Uh,
1: Looking forward to seeing the 200 breaststroke I've just mentioned, because I think that'd be fantastic. I think the 100 actually as a race will be a much better race because I think there's um, so many different uh, components of that that could lead to one of the best races we've ever seen in the Commonwealth Games. Um, So yeah, you've highlighted the breaststroke. I think the breaststroke events, and just seeing how the emerging talents like uh, Adam Peaty and James Guy do. You know, see where they can back up what they did in uh, 2013.
0: Katie, how about you?
2: Um, women's sprint freestyle and probably both, uh, medley events, I think will be really interesting. Um, yeah. And always looking forward to a little bit of, um, competitive atmosphere between the home nations. Always fun.
0: Always good. For me, it's got to be that women's 400 IM. I think that's the one I'm looking forward to seeing the most. Cause, uh, I think that's going to be an absolute cracker and, and it's going to be a cracker that involves two home nation swimmers as well. So, uh, that that's going to be good. Uh, As always, been a pleasure speaking to you both, so thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Uh, And we will be back uh, on day one of the competition with a a daily roundup and a bit of a chat, um, so you can join us then. In the meantime, if you've got anything you want us to uh, talk about, if you've got any comments or questions, then you can tweet me at poolboy or go to poolboy.co.uk forward slash contact and send me an email there. Um, You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or via rss at poolboy.co.uk forward slash podcast, uh, and hopefully we'll... Uh, have you with us when we come back for the actual meet speak to you soon